0: Welcome to another episode of the murder theater podcast. I hope you're all having an excellent morning, afternoon, weekend, whatever you're doing, whenever you listen to us. Yeah, we don't care. As long as you're listening, doesn't make a difference to us or watching us. Tammy, how are you today?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I had a beautiful day out at a festival down here in Jacksonville, and now I'm ready to talk about wrestling and about all the shit I don't know about wrestling, too, so I can learn more. Also, I'm wondering who's following us, where do they know where to find us? Do you listen? Do you watch? Do you like to watch? Uh, (laughs) hmm. Do you like to watch a lot or just a little in small clips? So we have, (laughs) we have something for everyone. So all you need to do is you need to like us, share us
0: and subscribe. where, Where can they find us, Tammy?
1: That's right. I'm trying to figure that out myself. <laughs> I would like...
2: <laughs> well, we're definitely on Twitter. I know that.
1: <laughs> well, yep, we're on Twitter. Murder Podcast Theater. And...
3: Nope, that doesn't sound right.
1: <laughs> all, the, all the places that you like to get your podcasts
3: from. That's Whatever true. Whoever your
1: dealer is there, we're there. Under the same name. Murder Theater Podcast. Your local
2: 7-Eleven podcast pusher.
1: We are going to be on Instagram, but we want to make you wait for that one.
0: We're on TikTok. We're on TikTok, we're on Twitter, and we're on YouTube.
1: Yeah, they know. Let them tell you.
2: And we're all over the planet as well. Anywhere you can find social media, you'll find
0: us. Yep, find us, like us, love us, hate us, do whatever, say something. Yeah.
2: Even if you hate us, let us know how much you hate us. Put yeah. it in the comments. Let us know.
0: I love negative comments. They make Damn,
1: me Damn, they're asking for hate. I'm not on board with this. We did not discuss this before the podcast. I just want everyone to know you can keep your hate to yourself.
2: <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it <laughs> right on. And hey, Chris, course, how so. are you? How are you, I'm Chris? good, man. I'm very good. I am excited to be doing another one of these. Uh, you know, this is actually one of my favorite times of the week. We all get to sit down and talk about professional wrestling. Maybe one of the greatest things in televised sports. Um, and, I, you know, I, I just I, I really wish that we could hear more from people. So people, if you're out there listening, I know we already said it, but please let us know how you're feeling about things. Let us know how we're doing. If you love it, if you hate it, tell us immediately. Uh, and maybe there's going to be some giveaways. Maybe there's going to be some weird stuff happening in the future. You never know. Follow us everywhere you can. Like us everywhere you can. And tell us if you want more, want less,
0: what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. We want it all. Exactly. So we t- we're trying to get into like little topics here and there throughout the wrestling world. Into, and we're trying to touch on every, every promotion that we could possibly get to. Uh, there's a ton of them out there. Uh, we don't follow everything. We try to follow as much as we can. We catch clips here and there. Um, oh, you don't follow everything? Oh, I follow uh, everything. I wish I could follow. Oh, i someone everything. does. Yeah, I'm glad somebody I, else does.
2: <laughs> I might be lying, but yeah, you know, some of us have to look like we're doing like important stuff. So
0: exactly. So let's get into it. The, one of the big news. Let's start with some AEW. The big news is Soraya comes back into AEW. Apparently a very long history with Soraya. Uh, Seems like there's a little bit of controversy behind it. Uh, Soraya, I'm sure everybody knows, or if you don't know, she was injured a long time ago, had a very major neck injury, basically put her out of WWE. Sasha Banks put her out of business on purpose, I swear. Oh, well, that's another controversy we'll have to get into later. But put her out for a long time. Didn't think she was going to wrestle again. And I'll tell you this, Tony Khan did a really good job of keeping this one super quiet. I don't know if the media scrum had like skirted all the attention away from this and was a good idea or we were just totally surprised on it. So she comes out, but there's a lot of rumors that says she's not clear to wrestle. If she's not clear to wrestle, if she's not going to wrestle, what exactly do you think she's going to do, Tammy?
1: What else is there to do? I don't understand. Exactly. Hang around and be a manager for a while until she can wrestle. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't know. I, 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 um, I'm, I, they could get creative and think of a lot of things to do, but uh, would they do those things? I don't know. So um, it is interesting, but again, it's just a rumor. Like nobody really knows. And that might be a purposeful rumor to surprise where she can come out and really surprise in a match one day. So I don't get wrapped up in the hows or whys either way too much or get attached to my thoughts on it. First of all, she's completely new to me. So I don't have all this history with her. So I'm just taking her for exactly as she comes out.
2: CM um, Punk I, part two is what this is <laughs> for Tammy.
1: Yes. But I, I didn't, she didn't get the same reaction and the monologue wasn't well, as no. smooth And the monologue wasn't as smooth, but I totally always want to give everyone a chance. And I always feel like when people are excited about someone new, that's for a good reason. So, but I still am not just giving it to anybody and I want to see what you're doing now, not what you did five years ago. Or so it'll be, so I am fresh and my, my heart and my eyes are open. I actually purposely didn't, there's been a lot of her name has been coming up for a while. Lots of nasty kind of like tidbits coming up. So I purposely did not actually click on it to read further about it because I'd rather not because that's, you know, we'll get into that more later, but I don't want to be clouded by anything. I want to see what you can do. If you can entertain me, you can entertain me. And then, like, I'll be cheering with the rest. And as far as what her role will be or won't, well, there's a lot of possibilities. There's no um limits to creativity but what would be realistic i mean right now it seems like she's trying to be a leader like almost like a adib would be backstage like a you know showing the girls the rope showing them how to like go to the next level something like that like a mentor like regal i don't know we need a female regal so that would be cool so but we really don't know what is really going on with people's personal medical information.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. What are your thoughts, Chris? Uh,
2: first of all, let's clear this up. Uh, there's This has actually been in the media quite a bit lately. It is Soraya, apparently. Soraya. Um, Soraya. We can't say Soraya, even though that makes more sense for a lot of people for some reason. Um, Soraya is apparently the correct, correct pronunciation. Um, so here's, here's my thoughts on Soraya, a.k.a formerly known as page um, excellent in-ring worker comes from a family of wrestlers uh, really underrated, I think, and, and was cut off just as the women's revolution was kicking in over in uh, the dub. Um, there's a lot that we didn't get to see from her that we should have. So if at some point she can wrestle, I think it'll be awesome. Uh, if it's just a, like, booker type of general manager sort of role, like what she had been doing over there the last couple of years. That's okay too. Cause she's actually okay with it. The, uh, the in-ring stuff, the, the mic work has not been the best so far, certainly not up to par with any of the good talkers. Right. And not even up to par with what she's done previously in the past. However, I think there is an adjustment period happening. Um, you're going from the super polished, really nice. Here's what you say kind of show to a sort of more open, there's not really a script kind of show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think let's give her a little chance, see what's going on. The chaos that ensued around just this past week's Dynamite, based on this whole thing, it didn't feel very um, cohesive. It was very like loosey-goosey sort of what the hell is happening. Um, yeah, it was a weird segment altogether. And and then putting together the first Lumberjack match ever in AEW was interesting but because the execution was a little weird, it just didn't feel like it made any sense. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think moving forward, if they can tighten this up and make it so it's more, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they just need to make it make sense and to have it be realistic rather than something where it's like a bunch of people in the ring that don't really know what's happening at the same time.
0: Yeah, exactly. If they can do
2: that, I think it'll be good.
0: Yeah, because when they called that Lumberjack match, it was almost like everybody's was like, um okay and i know yeah. tammy tammy was not familiar with the, a lumberjack match at all um a
2: terrible and- name for that type of match by the way i've never thought that made any sense
0: So oh, yeah. they
1: should have some logs if that's the case and some, some flannel- logs
0: <laughs> some logs and some, some flannel shirts
1: <laughs> i still don't know what a lumber match is i don't understand what i still don't 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 know
2: well, so there, that Rafe. There was a time in WWE where if it was a lumberjack match, there were some flannel shirts on everybody, and there was some weird stuff going on because it's very gimmicky. The whole idea yeah. of it's very gimmicky, but there's no lumberjacking. There is no, there's no timber involved. There's no. It's 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 weird, man. Let's just call it something
0: else. Yeah. So I mean, they threw that together, and then it was like it seemed like a a lame segue to set up Willow and Jamie Hader. Um, yeah okay you know they could have done that a little bit i mean they just could have done that a little bit better i was like okay you know it's like you know i i i I check in on raw i check in on nxt i check in on smackdown and i watch the contrast between aew and that organization and the smoothness that WWE is in any of the formats that they have going just seems to be, it's just better. Okay. Now I don't, I like the personalities in AEW a little bit better just because I'm more familiar with them, but the smoothness of WWE, AEW, you know, I hope that they get to that level because It's it just seems like the format flows, things flow. I think that there is a kind of a detriment to say that, oh, everybody, you know, let's make up your own shit back here. I I think that sometimes that can go wrong and it can it can take away from the show. And you can see that. The, the, the WWE segments and the WWE wrestling matches, it all flows so smoothly. I don't ever see somebody like anticipating getting hit like I do in AEW. I don't see anybody kind of like stopping. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. I mean, Willow was going to do her big tackle move that she always does, where she bounces off one rope, the other person comes, and then she takes that person out. Jamie Hayter was trying to time that correctly, and she almost didn't time it correctly. So, and you don't ever see that kind of stuff in, in WWE. And so I don't know if that is going to remain because everybody in the, in the back has their own say on what, how the segments are going to go. Or if it's better that, Hey, this is what you do. This is what you have to gear up for. Let's go out there and, and, and perform that way. It's kind of like, and I, you know, I always put this back. It's like, it's like having a jam band go up there and just start playing or having a band that rehearses their sets. And I think that that's the difference between the two. Sometimes that band that rehearses their set, they all wear the same clothes. They're all doing the same thing. It all, it's all smooth. It's a smooth process. I don't know. Tammy, what do you think about that?
1: Well, you don't really know what's really happening. It could be, the I don't. Same- it could be the same in the other company. They just have, they've just more experienced at it. So it seems smoother. I don't know that every single move is scripted and it was going to be part of my segment later, but we might as well talk about it now because I have something else for that too. Okay. But the thing is like, I always wonder how much is scripted and how much kind of improv creative license do you take and that you just come up with like right before the match. Now I happen to have been able to talk to some wrestlers and I I purposely don't pry into anything, but I got the what what I got from one person is basically like things switch up at the last minute all the time. People get injured, they're out, something happens. You don't have time to practice that all week. You've got to go out there and do it. I talked to somebody that has had changes 20 minutes before they've gone out. Onto a match. You don't know how much at what company that still applies. So is it overly scripting that keeps it smooth? Or is it the people that have worked together for a long time and learn how to really remember what they're doing right before? And that takes a finesse that is intuitive. Those are the things you can't teach all the time. You have to, it has to click in, like you're, you're clicked in, in a Zen moment with that other person and you're synchronized together. Does that come from experience or scripting? I'm not sure. So that was going to be one of my Tammy asks, but I have something else to ask that is for a particular reason is what, how much do you think it is creative license and how much is it scripted? And should we ask? I don't know. But I think it's impressive to know when people do it spontaneously and make it work in big ways and they didn't practice all week. That's Mm -hmm. cool. I don't know if that's part of wrestling or not. That's why I was asking. Is that part of wrestling, that skill, or is it all just scripted and you practice it enough? But after talking to people, I know a lot of people don't have that luxury, but you could at WWE. You're right. But I'm, I, I agree. There's been a lot of chunkiness in AEW, and it's annoying the shit out of me, by the way. But when I see these big shows, I feel like some soul is lost, too. So I don't know if I would trade one for the other. It'd be nice to have both.
0: Yeah. I, and I mean, I, I still think that you need to give Raw another chance, and I think you need to give NXT another chance.
1: I'm happy to give them chances when they have their camera work. I'm not hurting my eyes to watch wrestling. Right.
2: You know, you mentioned the camera work thing, and I have to say this, Uh, Rafe, Mm -hmm. you're you're talking about how in AEW, a lot of the things you could tell when people are preparing for spots, you could tell when people are kind of tensing up or getting ready to go to the next thing or whatever. And it sort of feels like everything is kind of predictable, right? Mm -hmm. If you throw 17 camera cuts in a one minute period, it's very hard to catch those things. Very mm. good. Um so with the WWE production style of uh, bang 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 we're going left we're going right we're going center we're going up we're going from the other corner with all of that going on it's very hard to catch those tiny moments. However, when you can catch a botch or a slow moment on WWE, it's even more noticeable because of those camera cuts. Um but you don't see it as often because you're you're so busy trying to find like okay where then this person's on this side of the screen then suddenly they're there and then they over here and then they're centered and you're looking at them somehow even though is there a camera guy in the ring i don't know what's going on um it's almost like uh let's just keep them dizzy so that they don't notice if stuff is bad Ooh. whereas with aew with impact um and and even more so when you're talking about like indie shows pay-per-views things like that you don't even really catch those things um, unless you're looking for them. Mm -hmm. Because they're not, they're not on that. I'm on TV. Like it's not that this is, there's the hard camera. They're not focused on those things. It's let's wrestle. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's a little different when you're trying, you're talking about people that are, we have to make this look good for X, Y, and Z versus we have to make this look good for the people that are in attendance right now. Um, I think there's a massive difference there. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's just my opinion. Yeah.
1: Well, those are amazing points. That I didn't even think about. So now I'm re- like, I, that makes so much sense. It really does.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just, I'll start paying attention to it. But uh, you know, it, and the matches that I've watched for WWE, I've not seen it be as clunky as AEW. And I can tell you this, and even Impact is not as clunky as AEW with regardless of the camera cuts, they are very I agree
2: with. I agree with that to, to a point. Yeah, I do. I don't I don't want to completely negate your point, but no, I, I do think there's some factors. But yeah, there is there is quite a bit of that with a lot of talent. But yeah. I think Tammy had a point, too, with experience and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. i don't think you see it as much with somebody who's calling a match on the fly uh it's that it's that double-edged sword of creative freedom you know Mm -hmm. we're going to script everything for you we're going to do everything for you but that means you can't decide what's happening versus hey man do whatever you want and if it looks bad it looks bad right (laughs) so yeah i think i think it goes both ways
0: right well Exactly. So, you know, I'll start paying a little bit more attention to that. Let's jump into some WWE stuff and some WWE news. Now, there's this big thing going around with the White Rabbit. You want to you want to give a little bit of background for Tammy? Because I don't know if she's paying that much attention to
1: everybody keeps talking about White Rabbits. I figure it's just some mystery <laughs> going to end up into a um, <laughs> some mystery person's going to show up in a match. I, I didn't look any deeper. I, I have no idea what's going on. Unless OK, it's like we're going into Alice in Wonderland.
2: So, well, I mean, that's not far off. Um, no. I will try to break this thing down with with the limited ability that I have. Uh, this whole white rabbit thing has been very quickly developing into more and more and more every day that goes by. There's more white rabbit stuff happening. Um, long story short. This White Rabbit thing started at house shows uh, during during breaks between matches at house shows, which are non-televised matches or non-televised shows altogether. Right. Uh, Live events, let's say there would be a break in action and Jefferson Airplane, White Rabbit, the song, the acapella version would start playing over the uh, speaker system and the lights were out and it was this weird like what's going on sort of vibe. Instantly, people were like, let's get our flashlights out because they're like, this is something. It means something. Uh, nobody really knew what it was, but everybody wanted it to be something. There was a lot of people right in the beginning that were like, this has to be Bray Wyatt. This makes no sense. It's very weird. The lights are out. It's got to be Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is a uh, prolific um, uh, a fan favorite, also a fan non-favorite uh, wrestler who's been so for lack of a better term um he's kind of uh mysterious uh and and spooky if you will um was released from wwe a while back in the mass exodus of releases uh there has been some speculation um okay karrion Cross was known as the white rabbit at one point in lucha underground um there there was some speculation which didn't make any sense because he's already redebuted on the main roster he's already yeah, he's back already he's, he's already, already doing, doing something why would they be doing a gimmick change or a character change right now when he's actively doing stuff Fair. yeah um it doesn't make any sense some were saying okay it might be malachi aka alistair black uh, from back when he was in WWE because there was all these rumors of is he being released is he not being released and all of this stuff if they're bringing him back this could definitely be him because there was something embedded into one of the HTMLs of some website that was linked to on a QR code or something like that that had some lyrics from one of his theme songs at one point in time.
0: Holy Uh, shit, who found that?
2: (laughs) Listen, the same people that go on Twitter and complain about how there's no storyline are the same people that go and, like, deep dive into these things and find all of this stuff. I don't know how it works. They hate wrestling, but they also can't stop, like, scalping all of it. Right. Um, So that obviously doesn't make sense either since now we're finding out maybe Tony's not letting anyone leave, but that's another story. Uh, So yes, it could be all of these people. It's most likely Bray Wyatt. And the most recent teasers are suggesting that the, the most recent thing I think was on SmackDown. Maybe there was a phone number that they had displayed maybe through a QR code. I'm not sure. Uh, There was a sign in the audience that was one of Bray Wyatt's old things that he had said at some point in like 2019 or 2018 or something. Uh, behind commentary when they had gone to a shot of commentary. Um, but if it's not Bray Wyatt at this point, they are going to piss a lot of people off because at this point, a lot of people have traced this all back to Bray Wyatt. Uh, and and you can go and watch various YouTubes on it. We're not going to cover all the details of all this white rabbit stuff. What I am going to say is that Triple H has been talking to Bad Bunny again about making a return to the company. Mm. And if it's not Bray Wyatt, it's not going to be any of these other guys. I hope it's Bad Bunny because anything else is going to be stupid. Bad Bunny makes a lot of sense, okay? The dude is named Bad Bunny. White (laughs) Rabbit, Bad Bunny. Now, would a guy like Bad Bunny go for a Jefferson Airplane song? Probably not. Would he do the whole spooky gimmick? Probably not. But it makes more sense than uh, somebody who's contracted in another company. That's true. So we shall see. My vote is Bray Wyatt. It's been Bray Wyatt from the beginning. I miss Bray Wyatt very, very much. If you guys are not familiar, go check out the stuff. Just just go on YouTube and look up Firefly Funhouse. And you will see the magic of Bray Wyatt, a.k.a. The Fiend. Spooky stuff.
0: Yeah, know he's got like that. He's got like that Slipknot mask. It was pretty cool. Yeah, (laughs) made by the same guy that did the Slipknot mask. As a matter of fact, (laughs) I'm sure, man. They look exactly the same. (laughs) So, so, uh, getting looking forward to find
2: out what that is. But Jesus, until it happens, I'm tired of trying to keep up with it.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, I think we got another pay-per-view coming up for Impact. That that should be exciting. That's on, I think, October 8th or something like, 7th or 8th. Is it Bound for Glory? Is that what's coming up? Bound for Glory. Yep. That should be pretty cool. Um, And then I wanted to get into... Um you you mentioned Oh, that early, was the other
2: thing before we move on about the white rabbit thing. Supposedly, uh according to Meltzer and according to Sean Ross Sapp, it sounds like the white rabbit stuff is finally gonna be uh revealed at Extreme Rules, which is WWE's next pay-per-view coming up as well.
0: Which is this weekend on Saturday night. So indeed. So um, but like getting back into you, you mentioned earlier the releases. Let's let's talk about the AEW releases. So we get we get the news that says Buddy's released. We get the news Malachi's released, and then a few days later we get, oh, no one's released. I, I'm completely confused. Tammy, do you have any insight on this? Have you did, were you checking any of this out? Where it's like suddenly they were released, and then they weren't released, and then and then now Tony Khan's saying that he's not releasing any wrestlers. And I, I mean, that statement
1: that you saw directly from Tony Khan.
0: Yeah. So i mean i'm really confused about it
1: i didn't see that statement okay. so i don't know but all i know is i heard buddy was being released and then all of a sudden he was like no that's not the case right and i don't know about malachi's being he's gone he's not wrestling for a while i don't know that he got released out of his contract or they're just letting him take a break i don't know I, I don't know. What have you So
2: here's from? how that all worked out. When Malachi was first uh and Malachi has publicly addressed this, he said, Yes, I did ask for my release at one point. Uh I have had creative frustrations, if you will. Um, he had he had a couple of things on Twitter and he did some stuff on, I think it was it was either Facebook Live or Instagram Live, something he went live somewhere and talked about it while sitting in his car. Um, he's he's a little upset because there was stuff coming out about his personal conversations with AEW higher ups talking about how he was dealing with some mental health stuff and trying to do these things. Uh, rumor has it that, you know, WWE has been reaching out to all these guys. Hey, we want you back. We want you back. Get out of your contracts, do what you can. So there's this weird gray area of all that stuff. However, Malachi has confirmed. He did ask for a release. Uh, we were originally told that maybe the release had been granted, but it was conditional. Uh, and then it turns out maybe there's been no releases. Um, the the Buddy Matthews thing was supposedly, oh, I want out, but they said no. Um, and then there's that you know th- there's there's been a lot of other cases where people are trying to get out of their contract supposedly, but now Tony Khan's not letting anyone leave. Whereas before it was always you know if somebody wants out, absolutely go ahead, we don't care. If you're not happy here. It's not going to work out for us. Um, whereas WWE has always had this policy of we can fire you at any time. You're a contractor. We will let you go. That, that's all the mass layoffs they've done in the last few years. But there's been quite a few people where they're publicly going out and saying, hey, I've asked WWE for my release And then that release gets denied and they're still with the company still being underused, still not getting in good creative positions. A lot of this is boiled down to creative freedom in the past with WWE. However, I don't think that I think a lot of people are now looking at it like, well, that's not going to be a problem with Triple H in charge. He's my buddy. He's going to let me do whatever I want. Um, And AEW was the place where you would go for a while, where it was like, oh, that's where I'm going to get my creative freedom. That's where I'm going to get to have a voice and do my thing. And again, it's that double edged sword we just talked about where Mm -hmm. creative freedom also means sink or swim. You're either going to go out there and do great or you're not going to do great. And then you're going to be mad at me because you didn't do well now. Here's my thought on this whole, should they be released? Should they not be released? Who's asking for what? Whatever. Uh, Andrade, I think, is the most recent one that's been brought up saying he's asked for his release. Maybe he has. Maybe he hasn't. Miro was one that everybody was like, dude, you should go back to WWE. He's like, I'm not leaving. But at the same time, he's he's also on social media going, this is stupid. I'm not happy. Uh, and there was something recently where they were like um, – They had posted about a match that he had and he was like, you don't even have the balls to at me in this. Um, So it's 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 weird. And at the same time, it's all good for business. Right. Sure. It all it all generates more eyes. It generates more word of mouth. People are talking about these things. So whether people get released, whether they don't, that's one thing. But if Tony Khan has now decided not to release people, is he wrong? You're talking about a guy like Malachi Black signed to a five year deal, gets a year and a half in and says, I'm not happy anymore because now the grass is greener over there again. Right. Maybe that's not okay. I don't agree with that. I think if I you don't. sign up for a five year contract, you do your contract unless they're like putting you through some kind of slave labor or something. Like you're no. getting paid well. You're on TV almost every week. Yeah, maybe you're not as successful as you wanted to be, but. Does that mean you ask for a release? I don't. The thing is, we don't know why these things are actually happening. And we don't know the details of whether or not they actually are happening. Um, So here's my thought. You want a contract? Cool. We'll give you one. You better stay for it, right? Yeah. If, If we give you a contract... They shouldn't be able to fire you with the drop of a hat if you're not allowed to ask to go do other things. AEW is a very open place to work. They let people do indie shows. They let people have creative freedom. They let people have their own merch, their own social media stuff. You can go on Twitch. You can do OnlyFans. All of those things. WWE is not that lenient. Should you ask for a release from a company? I guess. Maybe. But are you a contractor? Not really, but you are. Mm -hmm. it's all weird it's all vague the wrestling business needs some standardization as to what is and isn't an employee and what is and isn't okay for your employees yeah i think that would clear a lot of things up unionization has been mentioned for years it's never happened wouldn't that be something that won't happen
0: not with that huge company no not no
1: i know a little bit about contract law i had to um take a course in it once because I used to work for a real estate attorney in Old Town Alexandria. And so I just remember the the number one point on day one is that contracts are made, and they always have an out. So it's the nature of contracts that there's always some sort of loophole. But should people use it, I agree. I mean, if you think about it, if you're a business investor, I mean, all, I think these contracts should be, just be treated as standardized contracts. A contract is a deal. You made a deal. You got to live up to your end. Now, like you said, if there was some like, certain circumstances that were abusive and violating your rights, then, of course, a contract is null and void because they're not following their part of it. So there, don't think that these aren't like pages and pages and lawyers and lawyers to 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 sign all this, and they every contract in these kind of terms they they go over it with you, so you know what the real deal is, and it's a lot, and it means that the other both sides have obligations. So you your the contractor um, could not be like. Okay. For example, like Tony can, can't say, well, I've decided I'm not going to pay you. That's a breach of contract. You would take him to court. So that goes vice versa. If you decide not to work, it is a deal. It has two sides and two sets of obligations that you have signed on to by law. So yes, I think we need to uphold those kind of documents to keep civil society, but I, contracts are made to be broken. All of them are. So there's always these little loopholes and exceptions, but I don't think they should be made easy and there should be extenuating circumstances around
0: them. Yeah, exactly. It's like with Malachi. Hey, dude, you know, okay, if you're hurt, that's one thing. Okay, if you're having some issues, you know, with your health, mental health, that's another thing, too. But to say that you're not getting creative freedom, to say that you're not getting on television, I mean, could they have used the House of Black a little bit better? Sure, of course but he's still able to cut his promos. They're still spending the money to help him cut his promos. You know what I mean? He still has, he brought all of the dudes that he wanted to wrestle with in to AEW. Think about that. He got Brody King in there. He got Buddy Matthews in there. I mean, those were two of his guys that he brought into AEW. I mean, so it's like you're getting everything you need. So, what else is there to this? I mean, it can't just be that I want to go back to WWE because I'm not happy. It's it, there's something more to this. So, you know, hey, that's fine. I mean, it's money, but it's money, but you signed that 5-year deal, man, knowing what the money was. You know, sorry, bud.
2: A lot of people like to preach creative freedom until they realize there's a bigger paycheck somewhere else. Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. And and there has to be something said about if you've got a significant other elsewhere. Yeah, uh, Malachi Black has Selena Vega. She's over there. Uh, Buddy Matthews with Rhea Ripley. She's over there. I get those things. However, you're in a contract. It's it, you
0: can't have it all. You know. Yeah, you can't have it all. And that gets back to Andrade. I wanted to talk about Andrade real quick. Now, Charlotte I mean, Flair. Charlotte yeah. Flair is his wife. Yeah, the,
2: the, the, we have a spouse. Know,
0: <laughs> exactly. So it, that's the thing. It's like, okay, Andrade wants to get out. So now they have this match. If Andrade loses, he leaves AEW. If 10 loses, he loses his mask. That's hey all man.
2: Lo- in, in 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 Lucha, the he mask is a big deal. If you put your mask on the line, that's a big deal. However, let's not let's not pretend that Preston Vance has not had his mask off, off all over the internet for a long time.
0: Oh, he has this is
2: not a real no mask match. This is like a a BS segment. Uh, What do you guys think? Do you really think Andrade is going to leave with this?
1: Yeah, I think he would. Why? Because, I mean, it's just my opinion. I just think, why not? This is like setting it up. He leaves forever. Fine. Then he can go do what he want. And then that put, you know why I don't think why well, I think he has a good possibility of losing because it's the anniversary of Brody Lee's last match. And I don't think they would do that to the dark order. And if they do, then then fuck off a E fucking W because oh. that's fucking wrong. That dishonors somebody's memory and you should Tam- not fucking do that.
0: Tammy's very, very bitter on AEW right now.
2: <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. The stakes are very low for 10 to lose though. Yeah. If he loses, so what? He loses his mask. It's not like 10 is a household name right now.
1: I get that for him personally, but there's an honor and there's a fandom at stake thats not going to like to see that memory disrespected like that.
2: And also, though, if Andrade is to put over 10 on his way out the door, that's yeah. really doing a job on your way out. That's like the pinnacle oh, of professional. Like, I'm yeah. going to lose to somebody who's not even on even three steps below my pay grade. If you're going to lose on the way out like that, Hey man,
0: nobody's ever going to say you wouldn't do it. Yeah. yeah.
1: I Very think it true. would be awesome, you know? And I think 10 deserves to be elevated.
0: Yeah. But man, I don't want on and- <laughs> to go. I just don't. He's got Roosh now. I mean, they got that whole tag team. Them dudes mm-hmm. are badass. I mean, they're like, they're like Lucha gold. And it's like, they have great matches that people just come seem to forget about. It's like, are you kidding me? they they all every time Andrade's in the fucking ring, he's a fucking killer. It's like I don't want him to leave. I don't. I don't I want to see him, him more.
1: Leave, but if it comes down to it and that's the scene, I think it's the honorable way.
0: Well, that's just gonna um, make me grumpy. I could tell you that right now.
1: I like Andre Andrade a lot too. So I mean, I've I've always enjoyed him. It's not about like or dislike, it's if you're going to put that on the line on that date, that's the way it has to happen. And if it doesn't, then you're fucked up because that's wrong. Think of the little boy that's there on um, Dark Order, negative one. I'm in the middle
2: of both of you. I think, Tammy, you raised some good points about the Dark Order stuff. Rafe, I agree with you too. I like Andrade a lot, but have they used him well? No. Not really. He's kind of been squandered. So I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to leave. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it ended this way, though. Despite the fact that it's the, the Brody Lee thing and, and all of this stuff, I just don't see it happening. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Well, we'll have to check it out. So last thing I want to talk about is, uh, and I know Chris probably knows a little bit more about this than any of us, Anaki. I guess he's passed away. Antonio Anoki. Yes. Inoki. Um So Antonio Inoki,
2: uh, martial arts um, and a pro wrestler. Founded New Japan Pro Wrestling in 1972. Um, so we have Antonio Noki to thank for everything New Japan that has influenced wrestling around the world. Um, there's, there's some memorable moments, okay? Uh, with Ric Flair in, um, God, when was it? 1995, Collision in Korea. The first uh, wrestling event, actually the first event, I think, at all, put on by an American company in North Korea, Ric Flair versus Antonio Noki. It was a very big deal at the time. Um, And that's, you know, we're talking about steps moving forward and and pushing boundaries and opening up to the world, not just through the start of New Japan Pro Wrestling, but also through a series of events and things that he was involved in that elevated the sport. Um, There was also, so there's this famous match, uh, with this guy that was called the great Antonio back in the day um, who was this sort of not a great wrestler, but like a great ticket guy. Like he could really push tickets, but he was a terrible wrestler. Um, he was just a very gimmicky guy, sort of like I could wrestle 20 alligators and that sort of thing. Um, and there was this, there's this famous match where he was no selling everything Antonio was doing in the ring. Um, and Enoki's just trying to do like he, at one point he hit a drop kick and the great Antonio just sort of stood there and acted like it wasn't phasing him. So it turned into a shoot fight in the ring. Uh, and Anoki went just full fists, kicks to the face, all this stuff. And eventually the ref called the fight and said, hey, uh, the great Antonio can't continue or whatever. Um, he was not a mess around kind of guy. He was a no BS sort of, I'm a professional. This is a sport. We're going to do what we're doing. And if you don't cooperate, get out. Uh, so, I mean, the, the, the contributions that this guy made to the business are undeniable and kind of too much to mention really in just a five minute segment. So rest in peace, 79 years old, almost 80, probably a pretty full life. Lots of accomplishments, lots of achievements. I don't think it can be said that he had a bad life, but obviously it's never great when somebody who does all this stuff for the business disappears. So rest in peace, Antonio Noki. Uh, thank you for everything. Um, I know a lot of people are uh, kind of who is this guy, but you know the research is out there. Go find it on YouTube. Go find it on Google. Look him up. Yeah, that's that's really all I have to say about that.
0: Okay, so looks like just to kind of kind of go over some uh, bouts that are coming up. We got Monday Night Raw. They're going to have Finn Balor, Damian Priest versus Rey Mysterio and AJ Styles. That should be a fun one.
2: Finn Balor and AJ, both former members of the Bullet Club. Too sweet.
0: Uh, I I love this whole program right now. Yep. Braun Strowman is going to be versus Chad Gable. Otis for Johnny Gargano. I was checking out some Johnny Gargano, man. That dude's a beast.
2: Johnny Wrestling.
0: Johnny Wrestling. (laughs) He's cool, man. There's a reason they call him that, man. I'm telling you, man. He is something else, man. That guy is in, in incredible shape, man. He can fly. Uh, And his wife just re-debuted. Oh, wow. Candice LeRae is back. Yeah, I was about to say Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai is going to be there. And then we're going to have the Extreme Rules contract signing with Bailey and Bianca Belair. Who do you think? I think Bailey is They're gearing Bailey up to win that belt, man. It seems like, man, I would love it if she won. I love Bailey so much. She is getting a lot of press. And then we got Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle, who I love Matt Riddle. He cracks me up, man. I don't know why, dude. I just like him. Bro, (laughs) bro. The 420, man. He's killing me. So then now dynamite. We've got some stuff added here. We've got MJF versus Wheeler Utah. I don't know, man. I think MJF is gonna win, but he's gonna win dirty. Then we we got Roosh versus Hangman. Darby versus Jay Lethal. And then, we know, Roosh
2: versus Hangman is going to be a a good one.
0: That's going to be a smack fest. That's going to be a hurting one. There's going to be a lot of pain in that one. And then we got Daniel Garcia versus Brian Danielson versus Jericho and Sammy Guevara. That's an interesting role there. Uh, National Scissoring Day. (laughs) Can I just say how
2: cringy it is when, when Billy Gunn says it? Yep.
0: Oh my god! He did his. He
2: he was in a he was in a uh, a segment the other night and he went scissor me and I was like Ugh, <laughs> I don't like it when you do it man and congratulations to Anthony Bowens for yeah. being the uh, the first gay champion in AEW I know okay. awesome. first gay black champion as well yeah
1: well uh for yeah I guess gay but not uh, the uh, he said
2: it. He said it. He he went on Twitter. Something was like first gay African American champion in AEW history. I don't know what the facts are behind that. I'm just saying what he said. So congratulations, Mr. Bowens.
1: Yeah, he's not wrong. Um, I was just thinking. I think uh, I don't think Nyla is perfectly straight. I know that um, she has a wife. Um, so, but that is a lesbian. So for a gay male, yes. And I think it's awesome. And it's one of the things that I love about AEW. Maybe
2: he did specifically mention being a gay man. I'm not I'd have to go back and look at the tweet. Maybe I'm wrong. Forgive me, Internet.
1: No, he's. I mean, he's right regardless. But I was just saying not the first uh, LGBTQ champion necessarily, but definitely we want right. to give him all the props in the world for being the first gay, gay ma- male of color champion there. We need more of that to the point where we never have to mention it again because it's completely just normalized.
2: Nyla did have a title at one point, right? Yeah, yes. she did.
1: Early on, because that's one of the things that drew me to AEW when I knew like that was that, that she was a champion. Uh, I was like, I'm, I want to learn more. then wrestling is more inclusive than I had thought. And I want to really like open my eyes to it. Now, look, here I am enjoying it all the time and podcasting on it.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, whether he misspoke or whether I misspoke, here's the inclusivity in the business, huh? Exactly.
0: So that also two more things on Dynamite that's going to happen. Luchasaurus is going to be in action. And then Tony Khan announced that there's going to be a 15 minute overrun to Dynamite, which is quite interesting. So he's got some plans coming. So that's what we got going. I want to backtrack
2: for a second. I'm surprised Tammy didn't smash her computer
0: just now when you mentioned the dinosaur man. I know Tammy does not not happy with the Luchasaurus situation. I'm
1: not. I'm disappointed and. I don't like. I he was a happy person to me. Now he's not. And I, oh,
2: let's be real. You've always shitted on Luchasaurus oh, ever since you started talking about the no. dollar store mask. A, it was yes. the mask.
1: It was the mask, not the wrestler. And you know what? I was just about to mention the mask again because I still <laughs> I don't like this one. It still looks like something I could get at the cheap section of Target for Halloween. It's just black. Oh. <laughs>
2: I'll never forget when he he came out with the his new darker gimmick and you were like all he did was spray paint that stupid cheap
1: ass mask. <laughs> yes, I just think he's better than that, and it's actually a compliment to him, not an insult. I think he's better than that mask. I'd love to see him have his own character without being the sidekick of all these other people because he is bad lass, bad blah, blah blah. He is a bad lass and a badass, and he's up he's up there with Wardlow. He could power bomb Symphony somebody.
0: Sure. He's great, underutilized as hell right now, but he's great
1: because he's got a stupid mask. Yep.
0: No yeah,
2: yeah, but how far can a dinosaur go? He doesn't even talk. Come on, I know exactly. It's true. Get him a new get, get, new gimmick. He might he might be able to do something.
1: Yeah, they're doing it for Jungle Boy, who's now Jack Perry.
2: That's true. No, true. We're we're getting hey.
1: from boyhood That's, to manhood now.
0: Jr. has always called him Jungle Boy
1: Jack Perry. Always,
0: <laughs> this kid's a premier athlete. So. Let's talk about the AEW's women's division. Tammy, what problems do you see and what do you think you would like to have changed in that? What are your thoughts?
1: Well, first of all, I can get real philosophical up in here on this one, because the fact that it's a women's division that we even have to speak about bothers me, right? They should just be wrestlers.
0: That's a
2: fair statement. But in the context of AEW, there is a women's division. So and, so now and, I'm going to go on promote. that.
1: But that's one of the things that bothers me. The other thing is that I just think that I've seen it decline since I started watching and it's really letting me down and pissing me off. I feel that we all know the right people that should be elevated at the right time, because timing is everything as well, has not happened. And they don't get equal time like this should not be like, oh, it's all all just like one or two with the females and then the males get everything and it's still got full of misogynist misogyny here in so many ways. So I feel that they need more support, they need more people in there supporting them, they need better storylines. Like this whole, like, I don't know. I think some things have just been clinging on for too long and not gone anywhere. I don't think anybody's invested in any one single storyline that women, I can't even really think of one that intrigues me even remotely right now.
2: You mean Trina showing up didn't blow your mind?
1: No. And then, then it was a fucking heel turn day one. It didn't build up to shit. It made no sense. No. It's really a shame. And I'm I just I'm not feeling good about it at all right now. And I'm very unhappy with it. And it's one of the things that I'm not real excited about AEW right now at all. And they they need to turn it around because I'm I'm wanting to focus on other things. I just got to find the right things to focus on that have not terrible camera work that hurts my eyes. But um, other than that, I'm just not really into it right now at all. And I'm not into the win- women's division at all, even though I like a lot of the women wrestlers.
2: Talking about you, Kevin Dunn. Yes. Get your shit together, buddy. My you thoughts, give us all a seizure.
0: Exactly. My thoughts on the AEW women's division is they don't. They, they put the TBS title on Rampage, which is on TNT all the time, which makes zero sense. You know what? But, I never
2: even thought about that before. I mean, You're think right. about
0: it. As she defends Ugh. the TBS title on TNT.
1: <laughs> That's almost hysterical.
0: And then Wardlow defends the TNT title on TBS.
1: On
2: <laughs> That's fantastic. What the fuck? like a
1: clown show right now with this. <laughs> I'm That's like,
2: very true. What? I mean, I will say, I never noticed that before, and I'm not exactly a casual wrestling fan. (laughs) So, yeah, God,
0: that's terrible. It's the truth. Jesus. Yeah. And, And, you know, first of all, they need to take the people that have been there, the wrestlers that have been there, and push them to being there. They had an excellent thing going with Bunny and Penelope, Ty and Anna J. One of the most killer matches that I have seen in AEW in the women's division. We were there, witnessed it. That street brawl was classic. And then absolutely, the minute that that ended, it seemed like the whole women's division went dark. It crumbled. It crumbled. It crumbled now, from there. now they stuff Penelope in the group with... What, Jamie Hayter and all them? It's like, um, no. Yeah, they threw her in at the last minute, huh? Like, oh, hey, you're a heel. Get in there. Don't do that. It's Bunny and Penelope were killer together. They were killer together. And now they took them and they separated them apart. And there's no more storyline. They could have rode that Anna J. Ty Conti, or Ty Melo fucking story for F. I mean they could have done number of matches okay number two. and that was like the only like dangerous match I've ever seen on a women's division I've seen no table matches I've seen no ladder matches I've seen nothing but I've seen them all in other other uh, promotions I mean impact is doing ladder matches Tammy and I watch Masha and uh, Ali catch getting, getting the shit beat out of each other and,
2: and, and shout out to Ali catch uh, welcome welcome to impact sort of Uh yeah. great job. Great I, fucking
0: job. I mean, that match was killer and it wasn't even a major match. It was just, it, it was awesome. So it's like, why aren't they doing that? They have the talent to do it. They have the talent to do it. They have the people to do it. You know what I mean? And they're just not doing it. I mean, it just needs a complete fucking reboot. Everybody wants Jamie Hayter to be the championship. Let her take it from somebody. Tony Storm is okay. All right. She's a great wrestler. Don't get me wrong. But as far as like being the champion, I mean, she's, you know, it's like haters better. There's people that have been in the division longer that are better. Ruby's better at it. There's a lot. Of, I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just making me mad. I They need a reboot. They need better stories. And they need to have more than one match. I mean, WWE has more than one women's match on a night. They all do. Two you know years know?
2: ago, you wouldn't have been able to say that. But yes, right. you're correct. Triple That's H correct. has already done done miles beyond what Vince ever did with the women's division.
0: Yes. I mean, it's more exciting in other other promotions that it is in AEW. And it's a shame because the wrestlers in AEW are top fucking quality. I don't know. What do you think, Chris? Man, you know,
2: all of us were super high on TJ when that was a thing. Um, and and Penelope and Bunny. That was like, that was the peak of AEW. Like the women's division over there, that was when it was the best. And then it fell apart. Uh, Penelope was injured for a while. Um, there was some stuff going on. Where has, where has Nyla been? Um, I haven't seen Nyla on a main show in quite a while.
0: She just did a promo found Rampage. She's going to face. Yes. Jay.
2: Yes. But we've had many weeks, if not months that she's been missing from TV. Um, you you got Emmy Sakura who's very underutilized sticks to dark shows abaddon underutilized sticks to dark shows they've got fantastic premium talent that they do not use serena deeb has been used completely wrong they did the five minute challenge thing for a minute and then it just stopped for no reason that was a good concept terrible execution maybe but it could have worked um why why is jade cargill still holding a belt some I of these matches have been so unrealistic and terrible. Don't get me wrong. I've actually turned a corner on Jade. I think she's come, she's improved drastically yeah. since her debut. She can go 10, 15 minutes in a match now, but they don't use her that way. They use her as a squash and in unbelievable squashes that make no fucking sense. They dropped the ball on Ruby.
0: Mm, big time.
2: Ru- Ruby Soho came in, could have changed the game, right? They're going to do the same thing with Soraya, Soraya, Soraya. I'm going to say it wrong too. I apologize. Uh, But it is what it is. Mm -hmm. They have the tendency to bring these women in. It's a big deal at first. And then they fizzle out. I have to disagree with you on Tony storm. I think she's an excellent champion. I don't think she has been used well. I think the whole thunder Rosa thing and the way they did that, I think she's a scapegoat. For Tony Khan saying, hey, we need somebody else that draws better ratings, Thunder Rosa's an excellent wrestler, maybe not a great talker. So they sidelined her. That's all debatable as to what the real story behind that is. Um, the women's division is in trouble, and it needs help. They were on the right track before they started trying to turn it into something it wasn't. The, the, uh, the storylines don't necessarily need to be there. You've, you've got a roster flooded with female talent use them absolutely use them we don't need Britt baker to be the center of attention every week for three years straight no. period as much as Britt baker is talented and amazing and awesome which by the way she's doing great on the mic again suddenly mm. um still there's a lot of people that they, they have they just have like a back catalog of people Right. Like it's, it's, if you were to walk into a room and say, "Here's all the greatest female wrestlers right now, today on the planet," AEW has
0: like sixty percent of them. They do.
2: They're not on TV. They're not no. being
0: used. They're no. They're never on TV.
2: And when they are being used, they're being used way under where they should be. At the end of the day, the only way to fix this is to do that reboot you mentioned. I hope Soraya is a part of that. I hope that what this is, even though it may be off to a clunky start, I hope this is their way of starting to try and put some fire back into it, to put some spark back in. For a while there, we had, what do we have? The baddies, uh, this whole sort of catty, I'm better than you sort of a thing. Doesn't work. They always default to this kind of... Women talk bad about each other, sort of a thing. And that's there's more to wrestling than that. There's more to storytelling than that. You don't see dudes in these lame ass oh uh you don't wear the right clothes storylines. No, it's dumb, it's it's immature, it's stupid. Come on, guys, come on, come on, don't get me started.
0: No doubt. Don't get him started. Yep. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of things that we're going to need to improve, but we'll see how things come down the pike here. Let Abaddon win everything. I yes. think so too, man. I think she's awesome. Let
2: Abaddon win everything. Uh, yeah. Bring Thunder Rosa back in like six to eight months when everybody kind of forgot that she had those weird, awkward eight minute promos where she didn't really know what to say. Right. Let everybody forget that. Let her come back and just be a badass. Exactly. Um let Jamie Hader have a reign for a while and just beat the crap out of everyone. Everybody, let her have her own faction. Right. Let make where Will where
0: prominent Britt Baker have
2: nobody. Yeah. Let Willow do it. Willow could run a babyface faction. She Why could. are there no women's factions? There's the baddies and there's Brit Hader and her little crew. There's no big factions. There's no elite in the women's division. No. There's no. There's no. Uh, like you know what I mean. There's. Uh, they could do so much more. Take Willow there's and no make mentors. her a faction.
1: Like we in the women's division.
2: Yeah. And it's no- it's crazy to me that we're sitting here today, WWE is doing way better with their women's division. That's bananas. Yeah. If you had said that to me a year ago, I'd be like, "You're out of your fucking mind, man. There's no way." But
0: here we are. Here we are. Mm. Yeah, they're killing it. It it's so much more exciting. It really is. Uh what can are, are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? We're just gonna go and try to figure out what's real or fake. That's all I know.
2: Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. you know there's been uh give me one second I, I i gotta I gotta go talk to somebody real
0: quick All right, who are you gonna talk to? All right Chris has uh, to
2: go. i think I think
0: you'll be okay. oh oh no,
2: no it's crap. Ah. Oh.
0: Yes. oh shit he's hey he's going to be in a nasty mood isn't he <laughs>
1: hey, it's been a long time i'm
0: back oh he's no back. what's he's
3: back that? baby all right so somebody said you guys want to do a little bit of real or fake yeah man
0: how you fake
3: <laughs> fake How are you
0: doing? today? Let me ask you, Craig. How are you? Are you in a good mood or a bad mood?
3: Have you ever known me to be in a good mood?
0: No, but I figured I'd, you know, roll the dice on this one.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll the dice. Okay. (laughs) Ridiculous. (laughs) All right.
0: You're reading your notes? All
3: right. Timmy.
1: Oh, I'm up.
3: Timmy. Craig. Okay. All right. So, apparently, we're doing some new real or fake stuff here. Uh Uh-oh. If anybody's unfamiliar with the format, real or fake, we give three names of fake wrestling moves or real wrestling moves. Two are real. One is fake. Okay? We're going to be adding a twist, and I'll let you in in one minute on what that is. But for now, Tammy. Okay. The three move names for you. Crushed ice, rear naked choke, brain buster.
1: What was that second one?
3: Rear naked choke.
1: That sounds like something you'd see in a dungeon. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Damn, this is hard. You ever watch Game of Thrones?
0: Yes. Yeah, I think I know this one. I'm
1: gonna say crushed ice.
3: Well done, Tammy! Really? Well done. Point yeah. number one for Tammy this week.
1: I got a point?
3: Yeah, you did. Ah, you did. You did. All right. Celebrate. Whatever. Part two. Part two. Is this yeah. go to
0: Tammy? It's still Tammy?
3: This is Tammy still. Slow down. Wait your turn, big boy. All right. You'll get a shot. Sorry. Now, the new twist on real effect. I'm going to give you the names of three wrestlers. All right? Two of them are I'll... real. Okay. One of them has never existed. This is going to be embarrassing. Okay. It usually is, but that's the best part. <laughs> Hang in there. I will. All right. Who is fake? Medusa, Debbie Demon, or Molly Holly? Medusa, Debbie Demon or Molly Holly.
1: Oh my god.
3: Real fake (gasps) Real fake. Real fake.
1: Tricky.
3: Uh I'm gonna Time's up!
1: Okay, Debbie Demon! Medusa!
3: Oh my god!
1: Who said Medusa?
3: Two
0: points
1: oh Oh. no way
0: wow Ah. wow she spun the dice spun the wheel yeah congratulations
3: it means nothing but yeah whatever okay well you
0: know medusa's real you saw her speak so
1: yeah that's why i knew that one
0: yeah well next time
3: i'll
1: try really cool by the way
0: she's cool yeah yeah yeah
3: that's great (laughs) all right all right Rave!
0: Oh, boy. Here we go.
3: Rafe, rave!
0: Oh, no. You ready for real effect, bud? I'm as ready as I'm going to be.
3: Yes yeah, so or no. I no, So, yes. Okay. Uh, move names, okay? Number one. Insane elbow. Number two. The crapper. Number three. The Polish hammer.
0: Well I Insane
3: th- Elbow the Crapper or the Polish hammer.
0: I know the Polish hammer's real.
3: Real fake, Real uh, fake. Real or uh, fake.
1: I don't know how he knows that because I mean he's he's got Polish because hammer. there's it's
0: the Polish power. <laughs> uh what was he was a wrestler back in the 80s. Uh, a, a my power I know
1: my moves.
0: What's the it's it's the it's the what the the Polish hammer. The what?
3: Polish hammer, the crapper, or the insane elbow.
0: I think the crapper is the fake one.
3: Oh, my God. This is a first in history, folks. One point to Rafe. I'm really glad that's not a move. I got to do better next time.
0: That would be a great move.
3: (laughs) All right. Now we're on to wrestlers.
0: All right, shit.
3: Number one, the shock master. Flash Funk or Gator Boy, the Shockmaster, Flash Funk, Gator Boy.
0: Gator Boy.
3: You're right. You're right. done. Two, well two. For two. two for two. Well done. I All right. First. I'll see you guys later.
0: Oh, well, thank you, Craig. It was great to see you. Stay grumpy. You bastard.
3: Farewell, you fucking
0: assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, that was great. We're glad to see Craig. And I can't believe that you and I got those right, Tammy. I can't either.
1: I'm like so happy.
0: I know that's like the first time in history. I think I've I gotten was really any debating of them right
1: between now. a couple of those. So I can't believe I got it right.
0: I know. I'm glad I did though. That was really cool. That worked.
1: Now we feel better about ourselves.
0: I do. What just I feel- happened, man? I-, I don't know. Craig came he in here and Craig. took over. Did he mess he up the shit? He
1: started quizzing us on stuff.
0: I don't know. We I, went, I went I went to go get a drink
2: and I got thrown into the closet. I was locked in there for a minute. There was a really weird smell. <laughs> oh, Wow. And then and then the door just opened. So I don't know. That's odd. Got my beverage, though.
1: That's odd. That is creepy.
0: Wild times, you guys. Wild times. You
1: can call us.
0: Yeah. So, you know, we've been talking a lot about, you know, what we what we kind of don't like about things. Why don't we talk about a couple of things like, Tammy, what don't you like about wrestling overall? Like what's What are some things that kind of like get on your nerves? I know you kind of mentioned some things when we were watching some wrestling today or the other day, and I'm just curious what your opinion is.
2: Tammy and Rafe only watch wrestling on Sundays to prepare for the show,
3: guys, just so you know. They don't even watch this stuff. Oh, I do. You
1: watch it. (laughs) I watch it. I, what I hate, uh, strong word, but what I strongly dislike, uh, first of all, I don't like the gossip fans and I feel like there's a still when you the fans there's still this like underbelly of misogyny and transphobia and homophobia that I see pop up and it's ugly and hurtful and I don't like it and I just wish it wasn't a part of it and I just see a lot of people that want to tear a whole lot down all the time and that's just not fun So like, I don't like when somebody puts up a sign that says beer break when the women wrestle, which we've seen happen, you know, or we've seen people like, uh, wait, hold on. What? Yeah. Yeah. So when women go up to wrestle, there's people that will put a sign up that says beer break. So meaning we don't want to watch them.
2: I can't understand that. I can't understand that because legitimately, and you guys should know this by now, women's wrestling is like my favorite. Like that's probably some of the best stuff going yes. today,
1: isn't it amazing? Yeah, I it can't is.
2: comprehend that. And that's- tell somebody like Ali, catch that. Tell somebody like Penelope Ford that. Tell uh, Jesus, I can list a bunch of names of why that's stupid and doesn't make any sense. But now, now I'm just as offended as you are.
0: Yeah. It's bullshit. And
1: then like people have yelled things at Anthony Bowen and at Nyla Rose, you know. So it's like that's the underbelly that I don't like. And then I don't like how the gossip actually sometimes affects the real wrestling world, like with Sammy and Ty. Like I feel like their whole course of their career was altered because of people talking a lot of shit about their personal life instead of just showing their letting them show their skills. And now they're like forced into this heelish faction that just doesn't feel them. So uh, I don't like that about it. And I think that there's a lack of creativity at times where like, it's all heel turn, heel turn, heel turn. And like, there's other things people can do. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't believe that there is, then you have a lack of imagination because imaginative people could think of a lot of different avenues and swirls and twirls to do. Like, I don't ever accept that there's not any more new fresh ideas that exist.
0: That's very One true. My
1: two things I dislike about it, I mean, but there's lots of things I like too, so it's not like I'm just sitting around dwelling on those, but if you were to ask me that's my answer on on the things like I dislike about it. That makes me feel, Ooh, you know.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm I I hold the same views as Tammy on a lot of that stuff. Um the things that um that are really I, I like it when I don't know, there's a lot of things I like. I like the technical smoothness of uh, of matches when they get when when the moves are really cool and there's a lot of good high flyers. I really love that. Um, I love it when you can watch a promo and the women are elevated a lot more a lot less than you know a lot more than aew's been doing lately. And so those are a lot of things that I do love about the wrestling, Uh, you know, and I kind of have to agree with Tammy on the stuff that I hate. Like some of that, some of the rumor stuff does influence things that it shouldn't have to influence. Like I, I strongly believe what Tammy said about Ty and Sammy. You take two excellent wrestlers, all right, and you've turned them into heels and basically buried them in the mix. They're buried in the mix. I mean, think about the ladder match with him and Cody Rhodes before Cody left. That shit was fucking epic, man. The things that he was doing, that Sammy was doing, were amazing. And then he was ghosted because everybody in the fandom got all pissy about his relationship, which no one should give a shit about. Now, granted, he put it on the air, but who knows how he got influenced to get that put on the air? You know what I mean? Oh, check it out. This is going to make you a face. I could see people talking to him. get that relationship up. You're getting engaged. Do it on national television. It's going to be awesome. Well, you know, some of that shit when you're young like that doesn't last forever. And it didn't. And things went bad. And then it just turned it into a shit show. Those are the things I don't like about that. So I have to, you know, 100% agree with Tammy. So what do you think? Go ahead, Tim.
1: Well, was I supposed to say the nice things now? You could say the nice.
0: Yeah. Things. What do you love about the business? Tim?
1: <laughs> I was like, you're saying things you love. I was like, oh, shit. I don't want y'all to think I'm just hating over here. Yeah. Um, no, what's something?
2: What's something that you love about professional wrestling or the business or the entertainment value of it? Anything you love about wrestling?
1: So one thing that I really love is I love to watch how like people take a part of their personality and elevate it into their character. And then you see them go through a mixture of whatever the theater is, but also something real at the same time. And it's real blur and the lines are really blurred. You don't know which and which, like that's brilliant theater. Like that's more than going to the community play. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot. And then so when like they, I like watching them like. Uh, gain experiences and go through the journey too. And then when they have this big success, everybody feels it deeply together. And that is more of like a joyful, loving, celebratory energy in in a high collective of people that I think is what we need more of on this planet. Even though I sit here and talk shit and I'm ready to like become unhinged at any moment. But really like if you knew my like baseline is really anything that I am passionate about which is also human beings, like that's where that energy comes from. And I feel like that's what can really be in wrestling. It's like there's these collective, like, oh my gosh, the support when people are like, you still got it. You know what I mean? Like, that is the coolest thing to watch. Like, when somebody's like in their 60s, like staying wrestling and gets so elevated for all of his years of experience and telling someone they still got it because we're all humans and like we will question ourselves even if we're still good at it, you know, like, and it's like, I love that motivation and celebration with the stories and the people. And I feel like that's the most special wrestlers because they, they can transcend a little bit of their own self into the character. And that's like part, like, I love the mixture of that because art sometimes speaks Better and more clear and directly than any other means of communication from one soul to another, and so that's collectively. Like even when everyone cried when CM Punk came, to, like they, like all of those collective emotions. And um, I love current the current form of wrestling where now people can come from any shape, size, or style. You know, like it isn't one thing anymore. So that is cool to show what people can do and they can show off their artwork and it's not isolated. You can have like somebody like John Silver doesn't look very tall to me. You know what I mean? And then you have like a huge guy like Wardlow or you have people like. Orange Cassidy that keep their hands in their pockets. Like, do you understand the physics involved in that? Like to do, like, there's centers of gravity involved in flinging yourself around. You know, there's reasons why you use your appendages in space, in time, to keep you balanced. Like, it's cool to see all that different stuff. Like the athletic ability while you're telling a story is really unique. And it is a really a high form of art in a lot of ways. It's It can be goofy art and it could be weird art, but it really is, and I think people undervalued that for a long time so yeah. there's my long-winded
0: answer
1: there you go but at least I said something positive
0: yeah and I th- said
2: sale, boys Set
1: <laughs> sail.
0: and then one more thing real quick before that I love about it and you know to give you like an example and it, the same thing kind of happened with the Lucha Brothers as it did with the Acclaimed. it's like it's like them going from this organic development like watching the wrestlers go from like this organic development and then to become champions. I like that. And I love that more than just ex- the expected champion. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, we expect him to be the champion. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I love the fact that the acclaim, we were there from the beginning with the acclaim. They, they basically got suspended for some of the reps that he was doing early on. We thought that that was going to be it for them. Then they made a comeback. They addressed it. They kept at it. They have one of the, they have a very unique gig when it comes to what they do, and the fans just picked up on them, started loving them, and they deserve to be the champions. They won. Yeah, which is awesome. Let's you know, let's not forget
2: that at one point everybody was screaming to cancel Max Caster.
0: Oh yeah, they ah. were ready to throw
2: him out. And the here door. we are today. All those same people are like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's not necessarily that you love a good underdog story; you just like watching the growth. Yeah, I do. Oh, I do.
1: Yeah, I do. I and really I was, like watching I the growth. Thought it was cool how they handled the whole caster thing. You know me; I'm super progressive. I'll like people would assume I'd be a cancel culture person, which is actually not even a one sided thing, but. I'm not because I felt, I feel like you should always have room to learn and grow and work it out. Like, I don't think people should just be banned forever. If you're, if if it's the people that double down that are problematic, you know? The people that are like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not gonna grow. You know, I'm not gonna evolve and learn. And they double down on things that are insulting or problematic. But other people will be like, we all fucking say and do fucking shit that we're like, oh, shit. Yeah, I should have thought about that a little bit more. You know, we all do that. We should not be demonized for it. So I am a believer in, let's Glass and let's blast houses do better. Yeah. yeah. So I love that they had a second chance to come back because they're young. You know, they're young and on TV. And um you know, it's edgy with comedy sometimes and all of that. So, like, yeah, I didn't always appreciate. It. I was one of those ones. I was like, ah, I don't like the way he's talking about to Julia. You know, it's, me too. We were all cringed out about it, but we, even the women, and I'm in a lot of women's group. I can tell you, none of them call for him to be removed. None of them, like, we have fucking common sense. Like, there are lines and levels of shit that's bad. And that was minor. It was just like, eh, we don't really like it. So that was it. And then they didn't do it anymore. And then we all moved on in life. And now they're the champions. And I think that's cool, you know? And I think it's good. And I think that they learned a lesson. And so did a couple other people, maybe unexpectedly, because it was in a headline in a conversation of why it's kind of, like, not cool, you know? (laughs)
0: What do you love and hate about wrestling, Chris? First of all, I agree with all that. If you go far
2: back enough in these episodes, you will hear me talking a ton of shit about Max Caster and how he couldn't rep and how I thought he was a piece of shit and how I didn't like a lot of the stuff he was doing and how I could do without. I turned the corner, obviously. I'm a big Acclaim fan now. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people. Forget the Acclaim. They suck. And now here I am, one of my favorite tag teams, maybe possibly one of the greatest tag teams in the business right now. Mm. Um, so I'm guilty, I'm very guilty. I, and I can say this, to your point, had I been on television in my 20s, man, oh, oh man. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, people grow up, people change, people evolve, right? You get hyped up when you're young and you have all those emotions. I get it, okay? Um, love the acclaimed, that was it. As far as what I hate about the business, um, I have to say that one of the things I hate the most, and you've already touched on this, is the fan base. I I think we have this kind of very reactive fan base in professional wrestling. One second, they hate everything. The next second, they love everything that the person they hated was just doing last week. It's a very fickle audience. It's a very kind of with the trend sort of crowd, it's on the wagon, you know, like whatever's cool this week, that's what we're into. Whatever's not cool this week, we hate. Um, I think that's always been a problem in the wrestling business. I think the fan base is is probably the make or break on a regular basis. I think that's why you see people rise and then you see people fall. It has to do with that changing opinion, that constantly sort of what is everybody else into kind of a vibe which is something you wouldn't expect to see in professional wrestling because it's sort of a, it's almost like the, it's almost like the cool kids don't belong here. You know what I mean? Um, It's a, it's a very sort of, I like wrestling. Oh really? It's that kind of thing. Um, So for the fans to be split that way and to be so judgy, it gets on my nerves really bad. Something that I love about the business though is it's my soap operas. It's my, it's my, it's my stories. You know, it's um, stories. It's it's what gets me through. It's my entertainment. You know, outside of my pop culture stuff, I'm into like a lot of the nerd culture type kind of things. I like comic book stuff. I like sci-fi. I like horror. I like all those things. And I like fucking professional wrestling. Like, it just fits into that vein. Um, and I love, I love the extravagance of it. I love the showmanship. I love the big weird what's gonna happen sort of vibe i like the extravagance and the nonsensical kind of this isn't real but it's real to me um i like the vibe of the the kind of just idiocracy of it if you will fantastic movie by the way um but yeah wrestling is great because it's stupid you know it's fun
1: And wrestling is
2: also bad because it's stupid. So if I had to pick one thing I loved about it, it'd be that it's so dumb, it's wonderful. And if I had to pick something I didn't like about it, it'd be that it's so goddamn stupid sometimes. (laughs) Just booking choices can ruin everything and fans can ruin everything. And one bad promo can break your career. It can. It really can. And that's the worst. But I mean, what a business, right? What a crazy crazy carnival of a world exactly
0: so we're going to wrap this up here and we're going to wrap up this episode and we're going to get into a new segment it's going to be called tammy asks and tammy is going to ask the audience i'm sure she's got some notes and i'm gonna let tammy take it away
1: well, normally this would probably be something more pertaining to something specific about one of the companies or some wrestling move. I don't know, but I actually have, I need assistance. So this isn't a real ask. Like,
2: we need um, your help, internet.
1: I met someone today. I was at the Jacksonville Pride Festival all day, and I was wearing my, I don't know if you can see it, AEW rainbow shirt. A couple of people asked me if I was a wrestler, which was hilarious and wonderful,
2: but you um, should have said yes, by the way, you should <laughs> always say yes. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But funny. man, would um, that
3: be fun?
1: <laughs> um, they did ask me if I wrestled and stuff and it was pretty funny that conversation, but I, um, so yeah, it, it did, uh, come up in conversation and somebody that I was talking to that was at the table. I was helping out at, uh, was asking about non-binary wrestlers. And because uh, asked me about, saw the shirt, asked me if I was a wrestler and, and uh, we got in a conversation and it turns out they're making a documentary film. And so I think um, they're, they are interested in learning about non-binary uh, wrestlers that they can speak to and maybe for the documentary. So um you know there was a lot going on there's a lot of people there and coming to our booth so I you know threw out Max the Impaler is the first person I could think of um but I know there's quite there's quite a few that I couldn't just like come up with the top of my head so I want to um ask for everyone's help of trying to like jog my memory and especially local to Florida because they asked that would be the best start is the, the people closest to our area within driving distance but anybody so I, I, I have an ask on send me your favorite non-binary uh, wrestler. <laughs> and um, so I can pass it along to this person. The other thing that they're interested in, in this documentary exploring is taking like uh, uh, counterculture or um, the queer community, LGBTQ community. And when they've done sports and they've started their own thing that is just for uh, like, for example, in non-binary, it was just a a wrestling league for, uh, are they called leagues? Or are they just companies or promotions? Promotions. Uh, We call them promotions. It was just for non-binary wrestlers and started their own thing, you know, their own companies. And so the example was, you know, that these companies become so cool in the underground that the mainstream starts kind of poaching the ideas from them. So I think they're going to try to track some of that, too. So they want to kind of learn about like, you know, these underground things of people that are marginalized and were historically excluded, started doing their own thing. And then people started being like, oh, now they're cool. So we're going to start stealing from it and putting it up on the main shows. You know, so that's interesting too. So anybody that wants to talk to this documentary filmmaker, please contact like contact me through the Twitter uh, page and let me know. Our
2: Twitter is at aemt podcast. Yeah, go on Twitter at aemt podcast um, and and put a hashtag in there. Tammy asks t a m m y a s k s and give us your answers. Give us your responses. Give us your comments. Give us your questions
1: tag wrestler. your tag your favorite non-binary wrestler too so that yeah. like always want to support everyone that's an important part in my heart and soul and life to always be uh, uh putting our energy and support behind everybody equally making sure everyone gets visible all you got to be is a good wrestler and we yeah. want you to be seen and we want to support you. And so, if also if you know any uh, promotions that are you know exclusively LGBTQ or transgender or non-binary, let let me know. Tag them too, and then we'll also pass that along. So yep. in future, ask will be might might be more whimsical than this. So it's not always going to be like so specific, but it might be something like even just a question and trivia or something. So we'll see. But thank you.
2: And also if you're a performer out there and don't be shy to bring yourself into the conversation, we want to hear from every woman.
0: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much. So that wraps up this episode of the murder theater podcast, a lot more coming up. There's all kinds of WWE stuff coming up. There's all kinds of impact stuff coming up. And GC dub GC dub. GCW is coming up. There's gonna be craziness, so we'll have to try to catch up. I'm gonna get Tammy into a little bit of more things, so she's uh, up to speed on some stuff.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, and we Nicole gotta get Tammy watching
0: some real wrestling, huh? Yeah. So yeah. NXT. We gotta Take get around some suggestions,
1: people.
0: There you go.
2: And until next, Uh, that's actually a great question for the audience too. If you have a good promotion that we're not talking about already, tell us what it is. Let us know what we should be watching because we can't watch everything all at once, and we would gladly uh, give some of our focus to something else if you can provide an example.
0: Exactly. That wraps it up here for the All the Murder Theater podcast. Everyone have a great week, and we will see you in two weeks.